Hello, and thank you for tuning in to U.S. Immigration Law Radio. I'm Jeremy Richards. And I'm Julie Kruger. And we're the hosts of this podcast and partners at the law firm of Richards & Kruger. On today's podcast, we will be discussing TN visa status for Canadians. Tell us, what is a TN visa? A TN visa is a visa classification under the North American Free Trade Agreement that is specific to citizens of either Canada or Mexico. Under the North American Free Trade Agreement, there are 63 specific professions that citizens of Canada or Mexico can be granted visa status or employment authorization to work within the United States. And can you tell us about what some of the benefits of a TN visa are? The TN visa has many benefits. One of the benefits is if you're a Canadian citizen specifically, you can apply for your TN visa status same day at any authorized port of entry to the United States. So there isn't a long protracted application process by mail uh, that could take weeks or even months. You put together the application materials, you choose a day where an AFTA officer is available, you appear at a port of entry, you wait until they call your name, and your TN visa could be issued within a matter of minutes. And is the TN visa affordable to obtain? The TN visa is much more affordable than other visa options, such as an L1 visa or an H1B visa to other common visas for work authorization in the United States. Uh, So affordability is another advantage of the TN visa. Another advantage is it uh, can be issued in increments of one day to up to three years at a time. And the TN visa can be renewed indefinitely which means you can get it in three-year increments as long as your temporary uh, employment in the United States lasts. Other visa options, like the H-1B visa, have a six-year limit. So that is another great advantage of the TN is you can renew it indefinitely. Now, I know that for some types of work visas, there is a requirement that the employer show um, that that they're paying the employee a prevailing wage. Is there that kind of requirement for a TN visa? No, for the H-1B visa, uh, like you mentioned, there is a prevailing wage determination. In other words, a minimum wage requirement set by the Department of Labor that has to be paid for that profession. The TN visa does not have a prevailing wage requirement, but on the same note, uh, they do look at the wage that's being offered for the TN visa. And they're going to they're going to look at it. The adjudicating officer is going to determine whether or not that wage is in, ex, in an acceptable range for that profession. But they will not hold you to a specific wage, such as a minimum wage of twelve dollars an hour for that profession. So as long as it's within an acceptable range, the wage will be accepted, and there is no Department of Labor verification of that wage. And what about recruitment? Is the employer required to post advertisements for the position, you know, see if there are available U.S. workers who could do that job in the U.S. before hiring a foreign worker? No. Again, that's that's another great advantage of the TN visa. The North American Free Trade Agreement allows for the transfer of qualified professionals freely back and forth between the United States and Canada and Mexico, as long as they are qualified and fit within a profession. Uh, there is no test of the labor market. 
you don't have to say that you've advertised and can't find a qualified U.S. worker. You can, if you find a Canadian employee that that you like and you want to hire them and they're qualified, you can hire them. Now, what about the employer, um, the, their, the employer's role in the application process? What does the employer have to do? If the application, there's two ways you can apply for a TN. You can do it by mail or you can do it at the border. If it's done by mail, there's a little bit more involvement for the employer than there is if it's done at the border. At the border, the employer would simply need to provide a what is called a job offer, or we call it a support letter, that, it, that contains the details of the profession being offered in the United States, the position, as well as the details of the, the duties to be performed, the employee's qualifications, the time frame that the employee is needed in the United States. And uh, if it's done by mail, that is required in addition to several forms that need to be filed with U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services. Along with that, the rest of the document, documentation that's required for a TN would be proof of the employee's qualifications. So in relation to other visas, the documentation and the burden on the employer is very limited. Now is the, um, the visa open-ended or do the, um, does the employer need to list an, uh, a start date and an end date in the support letter? It has to be for a specific duration. So the employer would say that the need for the employee is for a set period of time. So for a year, uh, two years, maximum of three years. Uh, but if the need for the employee is for a week, well, you could get a TN for a week. Uh, we often recommend getting it for the longest time period available, three years, so you don't have to continue to go through the TN visa application process, but it has to be for a set period of time. Is the re employer required to report um, you know, to any U.S. agency that they've hired a worker on a TN visa? No. Uh, the the TN visa would be issued either through USCIS or immediately at the border. Um, there is no direct reporting requirement to uh, any agency, such as the Department of Labor, let's say, in the United States. However, if you are employing a foreign national, uh, you would have to comply with Form I-9 uh, to make sure that that employee does have proper work authorization to work in the United States. So when you obtain a TN visa, that visa is proof of work authorization in the United States. Beyond that, uh, there are no additional requirements. What document does the employee actually receive that they would show to the employer to verify that they've gotten a TN visa? There are a couple different documents that be, could be issued for the TN visa. If it's done by mail, uh, USCIS will issue Form I-797 as proof of uh, authorization to work in the United States, and it'll it'll say the dates of authorization on that form. Uh, if it's done at the border, you will receive what is called Form uh, CBP I-94. The I-94 is again proof of authorization to work in the U.S. And it also lists the name of the employer, the dates of employment. Um, and sometimes it's issued electronically, not physically. If you go through a port of entry, let's say Pearson International, they won't issue a physical Form I-94 in your passport. They'll stamp the passport and it'll be in their electronic database that can be pulled up with the foreign national's passport. Uh, but in the end, 
the two main documents for a TN as proof of authorization are form uh, I-797 through USCIS and CBP form I-94. Now, can an employer hire a foreign worker who was issued a TN visa to work for another employer? No, the TN visa is employer specific. So every time an employee is hired within the United States under TN visa status, a, a I-94 or form I-797 will be issued to a specific employer for a specific position. So if that employee stops working for that employer, that TN visa becomes void. If that employee goes to work for another employer, they have to obtain a new TN visa for that specific employer before they start working for them. Does the employer support or offer letter constitute a contract with the employee? No, and that's a common misunderstanding for employers. They think it, they think it does form a contract. The support letter is simply evidence to CBP or to USCIS that a valid job offer is being uh, given to this foreign national for employment in the United States. So the support letter is proof of a job offer within a qualifying profession under NAFTA so that they can issue the visa. It's not a contract. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of U.S. Immigration Law Radio. If you have any additional questions about today's topic or immigration law in general, feel free to give us a call at 1-800-459-0270 or visit our website at www.richardskruger.com. And hey, we're lawyers, so we have some disclaimers for you. This podcast is for informational purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice, and your listening to this podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship between us and you. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.